and welcome to the Sacred City Life Podcast. This is your summertime host, Kevin Knorr, pastoral assistant. The Sacred City Life Podcast is all about helping you, the ordinary, everyday believer, follow Jesus in the normal rhythms of life. And uh, we've been going through the Westminster Confession of Faith for about a year and a half now, and guys, this is it. We are about to cover chapter 33 of The Last Judgment, and then we're going to take a little break through the summer. So uh, Pastor Justin's out on sabbatical, but I'm joined by two great guys here. You guys want to introduce yourselves? How's it going? It's Alex Tate, Sacred City Youth Director. Yeah, this is Rob Spikes for Pastor of Discipleship. All right. Yeah. So I will jump into Article 1 of Chapter 33 of The Last Judgment. God has appointed a day wherein he will judge the world in righteousness by Jesus Christ, to whom all power and judgment is given for the Father, in which day not only the apostate angels shall be judged, but likewise all persons that have lived upon earth shall appear before the tribunal of Christ to give an account of their thoughts, words, and deeds, and to receive according to what they have done in the body, whether good or evil. Okay, well, here we go. Soft pitch for the end here. Uh (laughs) Really is. Wow. Well, yeah, it's good. It's good to be thinking about, you know, uh, in one sense, uh, this day. Uh, it seems to have an, it can have a great effect on our lives as we realize that um, no one gets away with anything. Yeah. You know, bottom line, no one gets away with anything. Yeah. Uh, so we have here, first, first uh, part of the article, God hath appointed a day. Mm. Um, interesting. He is actually, God has a day when there will be this judgment. And I find it so fascinating that even Jesus, his son, when the, did not know that day. Mm-hmm. You know, he, 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 he proclaims this. Um, yeah. He states that only the Father knows the day uh, of, this, of this judgment. And that is just so interesting to me um, that the son, and this is, a, this is an example of the second person of the Trinity submitting, uh, you know, resting in the Father and the Father's wisdom here. And so, uh, you know, that's a great example for us to be just resting in, in uh, submitting to the Father, submitting to the, the God himself. So God has pointed a day wherein he will judge the world in righteousness by, uh, by Jesus Christ. Uh, so several things to see there. Um, he's going to judge the world. So it's a reference to, and we're going to see in a minute here, it's going to be reference to all peoples. Uh, it's in righteousness. Um, good news. Isn't that good news? Yeah. <laughs> uh, good news when you begin to realize that as we kind of look into our own uh, human courts, uh, as you know, even the best of judges, they make mistakes. They, they are not righteous uh, all the time. Uh, they yeah. can't be. They are fallible individuals. And unfortunately, we have stories of uh, judges who are actually influenced and influenced in ways that are unrighteous, that are yeah. not seeking what is right and good on behalf of a particular individual. Yeah. Well, good news here. They will always be the right judgment. We will not, no one, there's not going to be any news story down the road after the disjudgment mm. <laughs> of finding out that somehow the judge had been paid off. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yep. This is gonna be this is gonna be a right uh, a right judgment. And that judgment is by Jesus Christ. Yep. Jesus Christ has been given the authority by the Father to be the actual one who will be doing uh, to be doing the judging. So yep. what are the what are the scriptures that we have for the, this one? We got Acts seventeen thirty one. Hmm. Because he has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed, and of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. Okay, mm. so we know the man, 
the man is Jesus, and we know that's the man because he was raised from the dead. And there's not a day. You know, there's a lot of churches out there and in the early 2000s were like, hey, this is going to be the day. <laughs> Repent. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and yes. no one knows a day. Not even Jesus knows the day. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So we don't know when Christ is going to return. And so, yeah, so don't, don't, if people tell they know the day, Say no. Here's the passage. Yeah, you don't know sure. today because Jesus doesn't even know. Like, no more than Jesus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's not a place you want to you want to be claiming. You can't so. compare yourself to that guy knowledge wise. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So yeah, it goes on. Um, it says to whom, speaking of Jesus, all power and judgment is given to uh, or is given of the Father. Is there a verse on this? Yeah, one? John five twenty two and twenty seven. Hmm. For the Father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son. And he has given him authority to execute judgment because he is the son of man. Okay, there you go. In which day not only the apostate angels shall be judged, but likewise all persons that have lived upon the earth shall appear before the tribunal of Christ. So, yeah, interesting that they, the first uh, individuals, or uh, we would call them, I guess, uh, as the apostate angels. Mm -hmm. So these are, of course, these are what we call commonly demons. Yeah. Uh, the demons will be dealt with. Their rebellion, uh, uh, they are the ones who kind of in, uh, really set up the, the scenario for the fall in the sense that they rebelled, and so they caused a rebellion. They created the scenario for a possibility of rebellion by humanity, and so these will be we judge. So do we have a scripture on that one? Yeah, 1 Corinthians 6. Do you not know that we are to judge the angels? Hmm. How much more then? matters pertaining to this life. Yeah, interesting. Really an interesting passage. I think we go a little bit back to this in, in a minute here, so I'll, I'll, I'll hold off in the moment oh, yeah. of this. Um, so yeah, so good news. You know, again, uh, the angels, uh, the demons, uh, so these who we can't see, they're not getting away either. You know, they're, they're invisible uh, to us, to our, our physical eyes, but they are present today. They're the ones who are causing such havoc within mm. uh, our world today. There's, you know, Demons, you know, it, we, we don't know all how it works, but we do know that they're behind what so much evil is in our world today, yeah. and uh, yeah. they will be dealt with, and that's good news. But also, not only them, but likewise, all persons that have lived upon earth shall appear before this tribunal of Christ. And they'll, they'll be have to give an account of their thoughts, words, and deeds. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Is right. So because what are you thinking right now? Whoever's yeah. listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Our thoughts. Yeah. So on that, here's a here's two verses. Yeah. Matthew twelve, thirty six and thirty seven that man, the first time that I actually read them as a Christian through the parent lens of parenthood, hmm. I was like, Oh man. It says Jesus saying, I tell you, on the day of judgment people will give an account for every careless word they speak. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Mm. So every time you've said, man, that's stupid. Yeah. Every time you've rolled your eyes at somebody, it's like, yeah. thank God for Jesus. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right, that's right. Mm -hmm. I've done that a lot. Yeah, it's, it's um, this is really, uh, there's, I, there's a purpose behind this truth, and that is that we will be held accountable. Um, that we're going to be held accountable for not just what people know, mm. people see, yeah. um, not just what they hear from us, mm -hmm. but also our thoughts yeah. um, that we have. Uh, all of this is going to be, be dealt with. Now, 
that should create a level of um, soberness in, mm. in life. Um, but it also should create a level of, I think you, I don't know if the people heard it on there. I hope they did, but thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, a level of rejoicing because when we recognize that kind of scrutiny, um, we need a savior. Yeah. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. A great savior. So for some people, they may, they may say is, um, so for Christians, like, should we be worried about judgment day? Um, let's see if we, I, I can't remember if it's in the next one. We'll go, we'll wait to answer that question in the next one. Okay. It's kind of, there is some debate on this. Mm. Um, yes and no. Well, I'll, I'll do the good diplomatic answer here. Yes and no. Uh-oh. Yes, because there does seem to be something about the truth itself that says um, we can't be flippant about our life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no because of Christ and we'll get there in a minute so let's just wait on that for just a minute um, uh, of how to how to kind of tease that out a little bit um, but I think it's important to recognize that you know we, we shouldn't be flippant about the way yeah, that yeah. we th- thoughts words and deeds mm-hmm. and to receive according to what they have done in the body whether good or good or evil mm-hmm. okay so uh, yeah, uh, this is interesting too because you notice there they 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 express the statement that this is going to be done in the body. So it's it's a reference to the fact that we will have bodies in heaven. That we will be, you know, we're not going to be these spirits that are just going to you know uh, floating around. Uh, that we'll have physical bodies, although be changed. We've we've looked at that in some of the other podcasts. Yeah. They will be changed and tr- uh, transformed bodies, but they will be bodies, and that is true of both unbelievers and believers, that there is a resurrection of the dead of unbelievers and mm-hmm. that they will be judged and that there will be a sense of being in their bodies. So again, it is an experience. It's a, it's a bodily experience when we're talking about, when we're talking about judgment. And again, I, I want to reserve just for a minute here of what we're going to receive until I think this next, uh, this next article. But are there any scriptures on, on this one? Yeah, Ecclesiastes twelve fourteen that says, For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. And then Romans fourteen ten and 12. Why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or you, why do you despise your brother? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. So then each of us will give an account of himself to hmm. God. Wow. So it's uh, that last one there reminding us of the humility hmm. that, you know, we, we so often will criticize, sinfully criticize mm-hmm. um, our brother for their sin, mm. not realizing, not with the kind of... We're going to be standing in, right next to them. Yes, we're standing right next to them with our own sin. And so there should be, again, I think this helps us to understand that there should be a humility any time that we are... We might see something in someone else. There's a humility to know that I have my own sin and my pro- and I have my own blind spots. Yeah. You know, yeah. so 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 often, and, and it's good to have brothers and sisters in Christ to help us to see our blind spots, and to recognize I have my own, so that um, when somebody comes to me, that I listen carefully to what yeah. they have to say. You know, when they say, you know, do you realize you do this or you say this or you are seemingly thinking these that this is right and I'm looking at God's word and it's not true and mm. we should listen yeah. you know with with humility there and it's the same why coming coming to with humility with with our you know hopefully our 
helpful criticisms. Yeah. So. And it may not be easy to listen, right? That's why you need the Holy no. Spirit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> because that's so, right. when someone's saying that you're doing something wrong, yeah. a lot of us get frustrated because we want to be right yeah. or we're waiting to say a rebuttal on how we are right yeah. um, instead of actually just listening like, okay, am I actually doing this? Yes. Am I sinning against this person not even knowing it? Right. And to just be able to say, you know, I'm sorry, I repent. Um, and sometimes it may take a couple of days for you to be able to see it yourself, yeah, right. you know, so. So hopefully this truth is helpful in the sense that um, if we take seriously that we will be judged for our words, our deeds, our thoughts, that we'll take that criticism in a positive light, yeah. thinking, well, man, I, d- I certainly don't want to be judged for that yeah. because it's something I didn't, wasn't even aware of. So hopefully it's, it's giving us a teachable heart. This mm, truth yeah. should give us a teachable heart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and not just in, in action, right? Because sometimes we all, you know, get told something and then we want to just change the action right away. Oh, right. Um, and, and a lot of times um, the action's good, but the thing is, did the heart actually right. change mm-hmm. and right. transform? My heart loves and changed. that's always the goal of, you know, yeah. of walking through and loving your brother and sister in Christ, that right. they have heart change, not just action change. Yeah, that's good. Yep. All right, Article 2. The end of God's appointing this day is for the manifestation of the glory of his mercy and the eternal salvation of the elect and of his justice in the damnation of the reprobate who are wicked and disobedient. For then shall the righteous go into everlasting life and receive that fullness of joy and refreshing, which shall come from the presence of the Lord. But the wicked who know not God and obey not the gospel of Jesus Christ shall be cast into eternal torments and be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Okay, good. Yeah, so here's the end. He's telling us the purpose. Um, The end of God's appointing this day is for the manifestation of the glory of his mercy. So this truth about final judgment, last judgment, is first of all for the manifestation of the glory of his mercy, that God is merciful to sinners. Because he goes on and says, in the eternal salvation of the elect. And so there is this judgment that comes that um, every, what we have in the previous article, thought, uh, word, and deed, yes, all of that will be made known. And we will stand there in one sense knowing that I am absolutely guilty, you know, of all these things, that this is true, that I am a sinner. Now, the beauty of it is, is then we glorify the mercy of God by saying, and Christ died for these. Yeah. Christ died for me. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not looking, if, if I was dependent upon my righteousness, I'm unrighteous, but I'm not depending upon my righteousness, I'm depending upon Christ's righteousness. Yeah. I place my faith, you know, my faith has been in Christ's righteousness. And so, you know, Wow. That's going. I mean, that's just the begin. That's just the beginning of an eternity of an enjoyment of the righteousness of Christ. Yeah. You know, where we, because, you know, how how much sin do I really reflect upon in a day? You know, I, I don't reflect on my sin very much at all. But God, you know, in one sense, He knows He knows our sin, and and He knows that there's there is this sin. Now, what's amazing, you know, so this is why it's so it's it's challenging to kind of in our own heads. He also tells us that, you know, we, we know from the Psalms that our sins are cast as far as from the east to the west. Mm-hmm. Uh, that as high as the heavens uh, is, is as high as, you know, uh, he, he, he says he remembers our sins no more. So 
okay, how does that work? I don't know how that works uh, exactly. <laughs> um, I do know that there is a sense that we are told that we as believers will be held accountable for all, all things, but and yet at the same time, it will be completely um, forgotten. Mm. Uh, completely forgetting. Maybe that's a time thing. Maybe that's at that moment that this is true. Um, it's, it's, it's difficult to know exactly how those two fit in together in the mind of God, except for the fact that, you know, God knows past, present, and future, and it's hard for us to get that yeah. in our mind as well. So, uh, uh, but the beauty of it is this is the glory of God's mercy that in, the, in light of all of the damning, damning, you know, accusations against us that are true, they're forgiven. Yeah, yeah. God sees, the Father sees, or Christ's righteousness is what is going to be our, is going to be our hope. But on the other side, it's also the glory of his justice in the damnation of the reprobates who are wicked and disobedient. So here again, we see how, we see kind of the, we hold up in tension, I guess you'd call it, the mercy of God and the justice of God, mm-hmm. of which we want both. Yeah. We want justice as much as we want mercy. We want to know that uh, all that is wrong, all that is evil, all that is that is um, awful and uh, of this world will be judged. Yeah. That there will be a day in which everyone will be held accountable for yeah. their injustices. And so that's what we have here. So it's going to be glorifying. Uh, it is going to be glorifying uh, His justice as well. Uh, I, I don't think there's any scripture that's particular to these. Not it's, specific. Not, not no. specific. Okay. So we'll move on. For then shall the righteous go into everlasting life and receive the fullness of joy and refreshing which shall come from the presence of the Lord. So this is, you know, this is the good news. The good news is, is that the greatest good, if you will, of of all the universe, God himself, of which we get little tastes of, when we taste something that is good, when we see something that is good, when we see truth, good, and beauty in our world, and we're in it for a moment, and we enjoy it, well, we're going to, in, we're going to be able to enjoy those, those sweet moments that we have now. These are really just a, a foretaste to mm-hmm. the moment of which we will be present with God for all of eternity, and yeah. all, that is, uh, the, all that is wonderful and good. Yeah. Um, and on the other hand, um, which shall come from the presence of the Lord, but the wicked who know not God and obey not the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so what's that? What is it? You know, what is the obedience of the gospel? The obedience of the gospel is trust. Trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Turn from yourself. Turn mm-hmm. from your sinful ways. Recognize that you're a sinner. Trust in Jesus Christ as the one who died for your sins. Somebody's got to pay for these sins. Yeah. The wrath of God has to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. He is a just God. And because sin uh, exists, his wrath exists. So Jesus Christ took his wrath on the cross for all. And for all who will trust in him, it'll be effective. And, it'll, and so the wrath of God will be satisfied in that sacrifice that Jesus Christ did on the cross. Mm-hmm. If you do not obey the gospel, if you do not obey what God is telling you to do, believe in me, believe in my son, Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, your sin still exists. Mm -hmm. And because your sin still exists, the wrath of God still exists on you. And you must take his wrath. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's either Jesus is going to take your wrath, is going to take the Father's wrath, God's wrath, or you're going to take God's wrath. Mm -hmm. And so this is the call. 
And it's just the trust and faith of a mustard seed, right? Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. Just, just yeah. trust in them. Just have faith. That's right. Yeah. Just a small little, little bit of faith is all mm. that God is calling us to. Yeah. And so it says there that they shall be cast into eternal torments and be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Mm. And as believers, I think, uh, as those who have obeyed the gospel and trusted in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, this should be very sobering, I think, for us uh, as, as well, in that uh, seeing our unbelieving neighbors, our unbelieving family members, our unbelieving co-workers, whoever it is, seeing, you know, really, really meditating on that reality of their lives, of their future if they don't come to, mm-hmm. to, come to the gospel. Yeah. And, you know, asking God, who, who, do, who am I to be on mission with? Yeah. And ordering our days, ordering our priorities around that question of, okay, if this is the person I'm to be on mission with, make sure that I am prioritizing you know, uh, being that missionary to them, bringing the good news that uh, there is an answer for the for their trouble, their answer for their diff- you know their their the, the conflict within their heart and soul, and that is Jesus Christ. And mm-hmm. so, uh, and on the other hand, I think obviously it's also very sobering for those who have yet to trust in Jesus Christ that mm-hmm. this is uh, word. Um, the the description here is is that. Uh, hell is going to be from the absence of, I think he says here, the absence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. And so, yeah. again, I mentioned this on Sunday, and it's it's the Luke 18 passage where the rich young ruler comes to Jesus and says, you know, uh, what must I do to be saved? And okay. we find out through the interaction that Jesus has with this man that he's a he's a religious man. Actually, he knows the commandments. And and Jesus says, well, which, you know, have you obeyed you know these these commandments? And he says, yes, I have obeyed of, he, of the ten commandments. He's, he said, yes, I've obeyed the ones you just mentioned, which were the ones about you know how he's treated other people. He felt like he had done well, and Jesus didn't counter him. But what Jesus was really challenging on is is what he really believed was really truly good. Because he mm. says, who do you, 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 he said, good teacher, what must I do to be saved? He says, well, who are you calling good? Only yeah. God is good. And what Jesus was getting at is that this rich young ruler, uh, his problem was that what he thought was really good, meaning, I, I, this is going to be, almost sound blasphemous, but like good as a pizza, you know, Tastes good. I guess I can say that because the psalmist says, "Taste and taste and see that the yeah. Lord is good." Chicago style pizza. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm, Chicago, I'm gonna go with it, Rob. Sure, I'm gonna go right. with You're it. with me on this <laughs> I'm one. With you. I'm with yeah, you. yeah. So, so the man's problem was was that this rich man griller was is that he he couldn't imagine God being as good as pizza, if you will. Yeah. I mean that 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 God is so good that I would want to give up everything mm-hmm. for him, yeah. which is what Jesus then called him to do. He said. Rich young ruler, this is what you need to do. Yeah. You need to get rid of your riches. You need, to, you need to get rid of what you think is good and embrace God as good. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't know the outcome of that story. He went away um, uh, sad because he was a wealthy man. He couldn't believe that God would be that good, that he could, he could you know, it would be better to give up all his riches than have God. Yeah. Hopefully, maybe somewhere down his story, he came to re- realize his riches weren't all that good after all. His that weren't all the experiences he was getting and all the comforts that he was getting wasn't all that great after all. And he came to faith in Jesus Christ. But if he didn't, his end was an eternity away from good. Yeah. Of what is really truly good. And I think what's so good about that too is like, you know, Jesus and his words are very simple. You know, a lot of people try to blow him up and use bigger words, but he said, come. Right. right. And uh, his disciples, you know, 
come, you know, follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. Yeah. They had a decision as well, right? Right. And, and, and they chose to drop what they were doing and follow him. Yeah. And sooner or later, some of them went back. But then he came back to them and said, hey, continue the mission. Right. Right. And right. this young ruler, I mean, we don't know, but, but he turned away sad. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. and God gives us a choice in the midst of this as well. Yeah. And what is he calling us to? He's calling us to the good life yeah. really that's what he's calling us mm. to so when god is calling us and calling you know when god is calling you to to himself he's not calling you to something awful he's calling you something good yeah. life satisfying mm. uh, he's calling to a, a life of purpose a life of meaning ultimately he's calling himself calling you to him mm. who is the greatest good and and where yeah. we will find our greatest source of satisfaction and purpose and yeah. so yeah so that's um so if you don't you don't answer that call, you are separated from that for all eternity of that which is good. What's, what's the scriptures that we have on this one? We have Acts here. But because of your hard heart, are you storing up the wrath mm. for yourself on the day of wrath when God's righteous judgment will be revealed? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and so what he's talking about there is, is the longer we delay, the more we're storing up in his wrath. But he's patient. So don't use his patience mm-hmm. um, in a way that's going to only store up wrath. He's saying, "I'm patient because I want you to come. Yeah. I want you to. I want you to believe. I want you to to trust me on this." And the thing about it is, uh, when you come, no one's saying it's going to be the easiest. No. Oh no. Yeah. But no, no. will you have that that mustard seed faith and trust yeah. God in the midst of it? Because the the road is narrow. Yeah. And it's going to be hard and bumpy. But the good thing about it is, we got that community yeah. and Himself to to carry us through it. Um, in the midst of that, so yeah, and in one sense, I don't want an I don't want an easy life. In that, what I've discovered in just life itself, things that are easy, just don't really have a lot of value. You know, yeah. uh, it's easy for me to go home now and sit on the couch and watch TV. It's not easy for me to go home and get my gym clothes on, work out, and everything. But in the end, I'm much more satisfied yeah. in yeah. that, which is difficult. And yeah, you're mm-hmm. absolutely right. You've got a great point. God is calling us. When he calls us to come to him, he's not calling us to an easy life. He's calling us to a satisfied life. Mm-hmm. He's calling us to a rich life. He's mm-hmm. calling us to something that is going to bring real purpose and meaning to our life. And it's not easy, but in the end, it's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. good. That's Any good. other passages on this that's, one? That's, that's it. Okay, Article 3. Article 3. As Christ would have us to be certainly persuaded that there shall be a day of judgment, both to deter all men from sin and for the greater consolation of the godly in their adversity, so will he have that day unknown to men that they may shake off all carnal security and be always watchful because they know not at what hour the Lord will come and may ever be prepared to say, Come, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Amen. Amen. All right. Yeah. All right. So here we go. As Christ, last article... Last chapter of Westminster Confession of Faith. Here we are. As Christ would have us to be certainly persuaded that there shall be a day of judgment, here's the reason, both to deter all men from sin and for their greater consolation of the godly in their adversity. So what he's referring to here is that it would deter us from sin. Obviously, if we know we're going to be judged and there's not going to be a thought, word, or deed that's not going to be judged, that we're all going to have to hold to be accountable for that, that's going to deter us from deter us from sin. At yeah. the same time, many times when we are walking, so here we go back to this thing of, yeah, God calls us to come, but he calls us to, not to an easy life because many times... In being obedient to God in a world that is contrary to the God of this world, uh, we're going to go through adversity. 
We're going to go through trials and difficulties. Uh, we have an enemy. We just talked earlier, or, you know, in the first article, that there is this in, this enemy that we do not see. We have demons who are actively, you know, wanting us to trip. He tempt us. Uh, we have the world around us that wants us to follow its ways, the wide way. You mentioned the narrow way. There's a wide way of living life, and yeah. it's a way of that ultimately leads, it says, to destruction. Yeah. So to live that narrow, that narrow path that God is calling us on, to live uh, contrary to the world that it we're in and contrary to the, our, our enemy, it's going to create a lot of, of uh, adversity and difficulties. But we can be, as they say here in the, in the article, we can have consolation or comfort that we know that we will be rewarded. So we haven't gotten to that point earlier on, and that is that what about believers when they come to they're going to be judged? What are they going to be judged for? Well, they're not going to be judged for condemnation, meaning that's already been dealt with in, in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ took our condemnation. So there is no condemnation for those who have trusted in Jesus Christ, and yet they still will be judged. Uh, our deeds will still be judged. Our thoughts, our words will still be judged. And this is for uh, reward, um, that there is a sense of that there will be uh, a greater enjoyment or a greater reward uh, for all that comes through that judgment. And so the scriptures speak of uh, being um, like fire. And so you put something through fire, you put something through fire in order to burn off all the impurities. Yeah. So again, I see that as good news. So all of my impurities, everything that I'm ashamed of, and that day when I'm standing before Jesus Christ, there'll be a lot of things like, I did that, I thought that, I look at you and you're wonderful, why I'm ashamed I ever mm. even had that thought. Yeah. And, or I did that deed or whatever the case may be. That's all gonna be burned up. Yeah. And what's gonna remain is, is our obedience. Mm. Our obedience of, you know, that's by faith. Mm. And so, and that is going to be rewarded and that's going to be remembered. That reward is going to be remembered for all of eternity. So that's sure. our consolation. That's our comfort. As we're going through adversity, instead of giving in to sin, there's adversity of temptation. Instead yeah. of giving in to the, the adversity of temptation, we resist the temptation. We draw near to God knowing that we will be rewarded one day for, uh, for our obedience. There is some scripture, isn't there? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Romans 8, and not only the creation but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons and daughters, the redemptions of our bodies, for in the hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what they see? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait with patience. Okay, mm. yeah. So we're eagerly awaiting, it says there, for the really... We're adopted already. We're in God's family. But this is the kind of the finalization. This is the actualization mm -hmm. of now being fully seeing him as who he is and who we truly are. That's what we're anxiously awaiting. Yeah. And, uh, and meaning, going back to the fact that in that judgment, it will remove all that is not of what it means to be a child of God mm -hmm. and what will remain is what it really truly means to be a child of God. So it's everything we've hoped for. Yeah. It's everything we want. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Mm -hmm. a, 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 a genuinely authentic human life. Mm -hmm. That's what we're going to get. Yeah. It's so catchy because you're like, you know, Jesus is coming, but then how are you waiting? Yeah. Yes. You know, how are you waiting? Are you, are you waiting and doing everything to the, for the glory of God? Yes. Are you waiting with anxiety and frustration and, and darkness? Mm -hmm. But the thing is, there is hope coming. So 
how are you going to wait? You that's know? good. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah. Any other scriptures on this one? Uh, for the next section. Okay, so next section. So let's go on because you're 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 anticipating what. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So will he have that day unknown to men that they may shake off all carnal security and be always watchful. So, man, uh, you must have known the divines, man. You you should have been there that day helping them write this. Because <laughs> Only ex- Jesus knows the day, man. Don't yeah. put me in that. <laughs> but, yeah, but you understood why he has held that off. So we don't know the day, right? It's, it's, he says here, it's a day that's unknown to men so that they may shake off all carnal security. So in other words, all security in this world, knowing that this world is going to be dealt with in judgment one day, but we don't know that day, and that we'd be always watchful. So Mm -hmm. it's going back to that question, what are you doing while you're waiting? He said, be watchful. Mm -hmm. What's that mean? That means that we are anticipating, looking for, living a life that is, it could be today, it could be today, it could be the next hour. I need to live a life that is is true to if he would come back today, um, that, that he would be pleased. Because they know not at what hour the Lord will come and may be ever prepared to say, come Lord Jesus, come quickly, amen. And I think that as as we grow in our understanding of what God has for us and as we are obedient to him and we enjoy the blessings, more and more this world shakes off its tentacles, shakes off off its hooks in our flesh. and we increasingly want to just simply say, "Oh, come, Lord Jesus, come quickly!" Yeah, yeah. You know how how often have you said that? You know when you're just in a in a, a moment in time, like Jesus, could you just come today? You know? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. That's good stuff. Scripture on this one. Uh, two of them, Matthew twenty four. But concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the mm. Father only. Therefore, stay awake. For you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. And then Revelation 22.20 He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Yeah. So that coming soon, it's this imminency. It's this idea that it could be any moment, yeah. Yeah. you know, coming soon. And so I love the what, how he's, you know, the picture he's given for us. We're, we're like the, you know, we've got the, we've got all our valuables in our house. Yep. We've got our children, our wife, you know, we got our family there. Um, what, how would we, you know, what would we do if we knew someone was going to break in? You know, we, you know, we would be ready. And so yeah. this is what he's calling us to do: be like that, be, be ready. Be ready for the yep. day that Jesus Christ comes yep. and have that kind of anticipation and waiting. Mm-hmm. So That's good. Well, it's not that day, listener, but it is a day you have been <laughs> anticipating. This is the end of the Westminster Confession of Ooh. Faith. Thank you guys for hanging in there with us. Thank you guys for those who've sent questions, comments, and concerns to the pastors. And just want to encourage you again, if there's anything that you think that we missed, anything you'd like for us to address or anything you want some clarification on, Please feel free to email Rob, rob at sacredcitychurch.com. Guys, we love you. We're praying for you. God bless.